Welcome to the second season of My Pet River. I have a bunch of new and returning guests lined up for the season, and I'm really excited to share these episodes with you. So without further ado, here's our first episode. Hey, welcome to My Favorite River with River Company Outfitters. I'm your host, Dylan. With me, I have two founding members from the WACO Asheville Kayak and Canoe Club. I have Margaret and Katie. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Dylan? I'm doing great. Uh, talking about whitewater is the highlight of my day, so I'm excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah, uh, and it's actually West Asheville Canoe and Kayaking Organization. I knew I was going to butcher that, and I was just hoping that if I said it, you guys would just roll with it. So I, 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 I'm so glad that you, uh, you, you corrected me because as I was saying that, I was just like, it's uh, there. But um, yeah. Uh, so I have these two lovely ladies on, and I want to talk about Waco, but I also want to talk about how y'all got into whitewater. Katie, if you want to go first, how did you get into uh, Whitewater and what's your boat of choice nowadays? Okay, so I started getting into, I guess, the river. Uh, there is a river that goes through Asheville, the French Broad River. Um, I think it's the third oldest river in the world. Is that right, MC? Do you know if that's true? Sounds good to me. Yeah, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a very old river, but it runs right through Asheville and a lot of people tube on it, just like drink beer and tube down it. Uh, so that was how I first started getting into this scene. Um, and then you'd see like kayakers rolling by. And so then I started to meet people and we would start paddle boarding. And then that turned into somebody saying, hey, do you wanna actually go out rafting? And I was like, yes, that would be really awesome. Um, and then that same person that took me rafting for the first time, I was like, please teach me how to kayak, please. And it's always like kind of scary for somebody to teach somebody how to kayak because there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot of responsibility involved when, when you're teaching somebody. So it took me like just begging this person, please teach me how to kayak. And they're like, okay, I'll take you out. Uh, so that is how I got into kayaking. And I've just been ever since then, just trying to up my game and meet like the next people that could teach me that next skill or take me to that next big river. Um, and then it turned into where I'm passing the torch, you know, I'm trying to take the beginners out as well. So that's how that happened for me. Awesome. Uh, what about you, Margaret? So I started kayaking when I was 13. I went to summer camp in Saluda, North Carolina at the Camp Green Cove and just was hooked um, right off the bat. Went home begging my parents to get me kayaking lessons every summer. Um, got to the NOC a little bit here and there, took more lessons in clinics. And then just as you know, my life went on, I would try to find uh, different paddling groups and organizations wherever I wound up um, in college. And then post-college, I did some travel nursing and got to travel the states and would just try to seek out uh, different folks to paddle with and show me show me around that area. So it's been something that I've been doing for a big part of my life. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a passion and I'm excited to, like Katie is saying, kind of pay it forward and, and start showing people in this area, uh, the rivers around here and teaching them skills so 
they can progress too. And um, yeah, that's my, my background. Do, you, do either of y'all remember what your first kayak was that you bought? Oh, yeah. I had a Jackson Fun. Too fun. Too fun. <laughs> awesome. What um, about okay. The first one I bought, it was a, it was a Wave Sport Fuse. Um, but the problem with it was, it was, it's like this playboat, but it's actually, I bought like an extra large because I was like, oh, it'll be a little bit bigger. So it's a little bit more stable. And like, I couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> you know? so I was just really misled in the first kayak. So it took me about three kayaks in before I found, you know, the right boat for me, especially at that stage in my life. Would, uh, did either of y'all ever get into the commercial side of the sport or did you guys just stay private the whole time? Margaret shaking her head. I raft guided for a little bit out in Colorado on the Poudre River in Fort Collins. I did three seasons there and then moved back east and picked up a few um, trips on the Ocoee here and there. So I did some commercial guiding and um, I do like rafting and we can talk about that side of whitewater too, if you like to. Yeah, uh, I'm a rubber pusher. So that cool. uh, that side's more of what uh, what I, I'm comfortable in. Um, but uh, I know that kayaking is just, you know, it's we're all in this together and I love hearing from kayakers um and canoeists uh about their experiences um my dad and mom were outside the the pooters the pooter the other day or uh a few months ago and my dad took a picture and he sent it to me he goes people were telling me that they're rafting on there's uh yeah. they, they raft on this river but there's no water on this river and i was like dad it's it's snow mountain <laughs> you're you're in colorado in september so uh he was like i just don't see it um and my dad's been rafting for like 40 years he was just like no i just don't i just don't see it uh because uh he's spoiled we've been down here in the southeast so there's just the water comes when the dam turns uh open so um but yeah that's uh that's cool um katie have you ventured into the uh world of commercial i have not ventured into that um i used to work at a summer camp where they offered rafting and i was a bike instructor so that helped with getting some of the people that worked there as instructors helped me get into the sport a little bit more um but i do think like when you start working commercially as a raft guide that usually segues into other things so that's you know it seems like a lot of people started kayaking from working as a commercial rafting yeah the the gentleman i interviewed last um last night was actually talking about how like you know you start guiding and then it was like so are you are you kayaking because that's what everybody else does on their off day um but I think that once you get into the sport, people start inviting you to other things and you start, it's just like what y'all are talking about. Like they want you to go to this river, but it's like, that's not a rafting river. So you have to learn how to, you have to learn how to kayak before you can run that river or, you know, out West, you have to learn how to, to paddle with oars and stuff like that. So it's, it's, and the community is pretty good at about sharing it, but I'm, it's really impressive that you guys have kind of taken this on and you're helping people learn because it is, there's a lot that's going on in kayaking. It's not like riding a bike where it's like, 
you know, one foot forward uh, and you just keep going. Here's the break. It's like they have to learn how to roll and they have to learn how to read the river and reading the river, I think is, I, I think that's probably the hardest thing to teach like anybody because you can teach somebody how to roll in a pool and then you take them to like a little bit faster moving water and then in the white water. But like reading a river is like reading a different language. And so I think that's like the, one of the harder steps to, to teach somebody about where to go. So um, it's impressive that you guys have taken this on and you're trying to get more people in the sport. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, like we gradually built to that, you know, cause it, it just started, our group didn't really start as a group, you know, teaching and more just started as like a Facebook group, as far as like trying to get our friends, like to know where we were each weekend. So just to like, let each other know, like, Hey, we're going to be at this river. We're going to be camping here. Um, but I mean, as the, you know, as the community grew, we really understood that this is about community. And that's a lot of like, what is beautiful about kayaking is that it's such a beautiful community as far as support. So we really are trying to take initiative in, in supporting um, the new kayakers and actually building our community to support them as well. Yeah, that that Facebook, Facebook is somehow, no matter what social medias are added, Facebook seems to be the go-to for all whitewater sports uh, and, you know, where is everybody going and what they're camping. It seems like Facebook has maintained a, uh, that's, that's where I always recommend people to go is, Hey, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook, like search Asheville kayak club or Lexington kayak club or Atlanta kayak club. And they're all, they're all still pretty active. Um, even with like a lot of people I know just have Facebook just for that, for to, to stay in communication with the whitewater world. Yeah. yeah, there was a whitewater group for travel nurses of all like getting so specific. And that's a group I joined when I was travel nursing and I figured um, out lots of different local runs where I was through that group. So it's like, there's almost like so many subgroups of the whitewater paddlers too that you maybe not thought existed. So it's kind of neat. White whitewater travel nurses seems like that'd be a great group because it's just it's, it's everyone who's traveling all over the country all the time trying to figure mm-hmm. out something. that seems like that's a great place to get some beta uh, on the river. What would you guys consider to be the river that you've run the most? That sort of changes <laughs> over time. Um, you know, I, I would say when I first started, I was running it was like section nine of the French broad. I was running that every weekend, you know, sometimes twice a weekend because that was like a good beginner run. Um, so, and then the Nola Chucky is also by us. So we, we were running that quite a bit. Um, and then also the pigeon, those are really good beginner, beginner, intermediate runs. Um, so right now I would say like, I'm on the Chatuga section four, um, a bit more lately, but it, it changes over time, you know? Yeah. The Chatuga is, yeah. And it's, it is a progression thing. And, um, the Chatuga is just, is a beautiful river too. Like the French broad and, and stuff is as well. Um, uh, the Chatuga 
you know, if you're just down in that valley, um, and it's a wild and scenic, so like there's mm-hmm. not the other stuff. Um, so that's a little closer to me. Um, what about you, Margaret? What do you think is the river you've run the most? Well, yeah, probably, uh, probably the Ocoee. Um, I lived down there for a little bit. I uh, lived in Knoxville for a while, and that was just the go-to summer run, laps on laps on laps. <laughs> um, a wonderful community down there as well uh, that I couldn't really get myself away from most of the time. So um, that that's like a second home to me. Uh, that's my favorite river. Um, it's like two hours from my place, which for some people that seems like a while, but like uh, we do it like 12 weekends a year. So um, I, I, and the laps, as far oh, yeah. as I, as far as I, I I'm sure there is another river that's better for laps, but I haven't found it. Like just being right beside the highway, and you can just like hop on and and the shuttle and stick your thumb out and. Oh yeah, that's great. And then not too far if you get if you've got rain, the Teleco is a wonderful place to go to get more laps. <laughs> and then that's yeah. beautiful too. Um, uh, so, what? This is a tough. This is a tough question. What's your favorite river? I'll, I'll divide mine between like East Coast River and West Coast. There's, you know, different kind of style. So I think out West, I would choose the Locksaw River. Um, just like a big water feel. Um, the guy, uh, Dan, 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 the guy I interviewed uh, last <laughs> night said, I'd never had the Locksaw. Now I have it back-to-back nights. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, got a- <laughs> got to get out there especially a wonderful river to to raft on to um but it's just and and it offers like a just pristine idaho wilderness but you you're accessible right by highway and um good free camping nearby (laughs) um and you also are right there if you're in there during like the peak flows you have a lot of other uh runs right in the general area but you're in the middle of nowhere pretty much (laughs) um and then out east i i mean the green there's nothing like going going to the green river (laughs) um that's that's the local spot for sure so gotta give the green a shout out uh when you say green are you just as someone who doesn't do you just mean just the narrows or do you run like I've always wanted to ask somebody this. Do people run like the other sections of the the green? Like I, I've walked down to the narrows for the race. Yeah, I, like... I um I really like putting on on the upper and running the upper into the narrows. Um, it's a nice little warm up. It's still really pretty, and then you can include more people who maybe aren't ready for the narrows, and you can have them come out. Uh, get you know some class three, um more creaky feel to it than other runs in the area and then you know paddle on down through the narrows after afterwards so i think there's a lot of good options on the green and then you have the lower green too for folks that are really just starting out um to get a feel for you know something as simple as just eddy lines eddy turns rolls um so there's a lot of good things about the, all the different sections of the green <laughs> it's not awesome. just the narrow um katie what about you yeah i'm really hot on the chatuga right now i you know i'm really enjoying going out there i just i love going out there and there's always people out there it's like a really good vibe out there um but if you were to like narrow it down between like 
I guess my art in here, like wild and scenic and party vibe, right? I I really do enjoy going to the Koei too. <laughs> like it just seems like everybody is just always wanting to hang out. You're always meeting somebody new and people are just so friendly over there. So I really love it out there. But, um, you know, and, and MC and I, we got, we got to go down the Grand Canyon this last summer. And so that was really awesome. And I think that we were already like best friends before we got out there and then it just like sealed the deal for us, I think, you know? So I don't know. It's, that was, you got to give that a shout That's out. That's on another it. level. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I'd known that you got, y'all had, had just gotten or had done the Grand Canyon, I usually tell people they can't pick that because it's just like a, it's like a cheat. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's yeah. 15 to 30 days of oh. just, the yeah. coolest thing in the world um so i usually tell that's that's usually like you can't answer that you have to yeah. Yeah, give me something else um um what um what is your favorite rapid to surf oh that's for me that's jaws on the nolichucky if you've ever been out there it's beautiful it's glassy <laughs> i've not that was my um my plan was to try to go to the French fraud and the Nolichucky and then it just didn't work out. So the Nolichucky is top on the list for Southeast rivers this year. So, um, hopefully yeah. I can check it out and hopefully there's lots of water in it when I go. They can get down low though. And you can still go, I guess like pushing rubber. I have a fat cat. That's like, they're, they're pretty small. Um, but yeah. they, um, they still, work a lot better with they're they're made for like a lot of water so it's a lot more fun when there's there's more water so hopefully yeah. in the spring when it's uh, a little higher um it's on my list um what about you margaret you look like you were in deep in thought when i asked that. I, was, yeah, I was thinking <laughs> i haven't had a good surf in a while <laughs> that's my problem <laughs> um but I do like the warm days on the Nolichucky sitting at Jaws. There's just some really cool rock ledges right there next to the wave. You could hang out there all day. So I think that's a pretty sweet spot. Um, yeah. yeah, I've seen a bunch of cool videos, and uh, which I guess makes sense that there's a nice ledge for people to just sit there and take videos of. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and there was like an R2 clinic. And so it was just a bunch of people that like were just getting into rafting. And so they were just flipping at jaws and it was pretty entertaining um but the null truck is pretty high on my list of oh the lower golly that was i was thinking i like the um surfs on the lower golly yeah uh, like diagonal ledges is that right i think that's right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah sure uh, i think that's right that's right <laughs> um what is your favorite piece of river gear paddle gear my helmet oh, oh yeah? that's a good one <laughs> yeah. yeah that is number one I helmet. Threw a few helmets helmet and pfd right yeah it's a hard it's a hard toss-up between those two what uh what kind of helmet do you have i have the sweet wanderer nice yeah Katie, what is your favorite piece of paddling gear? Oh, man. Well, you know, you do have to go with safety first, right? Helmet, PFD. Um, 
but you know, I, I love my pogies, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I wear my pogies when nobody else is wearing pogies. <laughs> That's a comfort item. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. So. Um, what about, <laughs> what was that? Sorry. Oh, I said, I'm glad you didn't say your nose plugs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about uh, river footwear? What do you all wear inside your kayaks? Well, so, you know, we, we wear astral, you know, astral you? shoes a lot, but <laughs> I purchased these like $20, I guess they're like these like little slippers on Amazon. And I just typed in like space, space water booties. He's not joking. Space <laughs> <laughs> themed water booties. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cool. They're just like this, like cosmic <laughs> galaxy <laughs> space shoes. <And> they're great. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a different answer. That's a new one. I've never. Uh, yeah, Amazon space booties. Um, <laughs> water, water space. Booties. Water space booties. Um, what uh, <laughs> what do y'all listen to on your way up to the river? Do you have a do you have a river jam list? No, I don't think we do. I think I think that it changes depending where we're gonna go and like what the mood we're in. And I would say like MC is usually she's like the MC. We call Margaret MC. That's why I keep saying MC, 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 just to like be clear. But she really is the MC. So what's playing on the ox cord then? Yeah. Oh man. Well, it really it you gotta read the room or the van or the car, whatever the shuttle vehicle you're in. You gotta figure out what what folks are feeling. Um, you know, if it's a a pretty you know upbeat kind of playful day, we'll we'll put on some funk, funky jams, pop. Sometimes we'll even dive into that trap music realm if we're really wanting to like. <laughs> psych ourselves up <laughs> um but uh i do have a nice spotify playlist about um uh, with songs that all kind of mention or are about rivers and that kind of spans all genres of music and if you're looking for kind of a river theme um i can share that spotify link with you uh if you want to post that somewhere <clears throat> it's a pretty cool playlist so yeah, yeah there's a okay. whole whole all the river songs out there yeah I, st I started doing that and then um i think i i rode the um the Hawassi like just for like fun and then i realized that like i needed to add more songs to it so i kind of like i had it where it was all river stuff like from like you said all different genres and then i was just like i just have to add more stuff that i can enjoy on the river uh and it slowly turned into just like a river jams lists yeah yeah so if you send me the link i will put that in the uh, show notes yeah we'll do what is what's a tip that y'all give for someone who's going on their first uh, i'll say whitewater trip river trip so that could be kayaking with y'all that could be on the lower green that could be somebody who you know your buddy who finally convinced to hop in your old kayak and give it a shot what's uh what's a tip that y'all give somebody new don't panic. 
that that's perfect um <laughs> that's, that's all folks <laughs> there's a mine is like everybody swims you know and <laughs> i guess like one of the biggest lessons i learned on the river is like if you can come up after a swim just like smiling just to like you know it's it's fine because i think a lot of times is like people get frustrated, not because of the swim, but because they did swim, you know? So, I mean, just, if you can just kind of like let it go and not let a swim ruin a day, then. Yeah, yeah. swim with a smile, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I know when I was trying to learn how to kayak, the like, the frustrating, the most frustrating thing was swimming because it was just like, oh man, now someone has to get my boat and like someone has to help me and then I have to go get it. So like, I do understand that that's great advice because it's like, you're, we're still out on the river having fun. Like don't, don't let a swim, like ruin your good time um, because it, hopefully everything's fine in like five minutes, like where everyone's good and you're back in the boat. Well, and one thing I've been really trying to advocate um, and push hard is to stop swim shaming people. You know, so we're not drinking beer out of booties. We're not going to do that. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. I, I would like to end up, I would like to end swim shaming. Yeah, we celebrate uh, swims at River Company Outfitters because uh, that's the uh, videos that, um, that's the videos that people want to watch. Um, so like, um, I we don't really drink beers afterwards uh because of swimming we just drink beers afterwards because we want to drink beers but yeah. um, nobody's making you do anything and that's like another very important thing is like you shouldn't feel pressure to do anything or you shouldn't be made to feel any to do anything like there's been you know there's been um plenty of times where like on the Chatuga, you know i've i've ran you know rapids on there a lot of times and then like just like the next day maybe I wasn't feeling that rapid you know so I think like if if you want to walk you can walk like don't let anyone talk you into running something you don't want to run um but also if you if you're jazzed up you know and feeling like you can do it and you know the person that you're with that's kind of guiding you so gives you the go-ahead because you know when it comes to kayaking safety's first I mean you know that's that's highly important but I mean a lot of these rivers that you're starting to learn on you can swim those rivers all day long <laughs> you know? so it's like as long as you are safe about it and you know you're going out with somebody who is safe and who you know took a swift water rescue course I think that that's another really important thing is to take a swift water rescue course so. yeah yeah I, safety it's um i wish i i wish i could combine podcasts with the guy i talked with last night because we were talking about you know um the old kind of the old guard of like whitewater and and what stuff is going to be brought as like a newer generation comes and and like safety third and how that's like a dumb he's that was his least favorite whitewater statement is safety third because you know, safety, if safety's first, everything else uh, kind of falls in line. Everyone has more fun, you know, if you're not, if, if that's not the third worry anymore. Um, so I do think, I think that that's really important as like 
kayaking and rafting and canoeing all grows and there's more and more people on the river that people are taught from the beginning that like hey look like the like we're gonna have a lot of fun but like you're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be safe about it and and um you should learn how to be safe at the beginning instead of you know just like developing bad ha habits i guess would be the best way to put that developing bad habits um yeah, I think know, just knowing your limits as a paddler, but also knowing your abilities and your limits as a rescuer, because you could turn quickly into that role. Um, and if you're somewhere where you're not very confident as a paddler, you're not going to be a confident rescuer. So just having that awareness about yourself and the people you're with, I think, is huge. Yeah, the... <laughs> thing that stuck with me from my 15 when I was 15 and I learned was like at lifeguarding class was was don't make a second victim like mm -hmm. always you know survey the scene and, and and I think knowing your skill level is another important thing because everybody does like or not everybody but a lot of people get into kayaking and they're like oh I want to get to class five and it's like but you have to there's a reason there's classes is so that you can like <laughs> you can learn and move up classes that's why they're like classes and so just because you know you started whitewater rafting or kayaking that you you don't have to you don't have to just like jump in like everybody's not running everyone doesn't run the green narrows and like gorilla and stuff like that like like people have a lot of fun kayaking from what i've heard and on the narrows and they you know uh portage around gorilla because it's just like not something that they're ready for yeah yeah um it's <laughs> it's it's a big like and i know people see like there's tons of videos of gorilla um but like it's really big when you're going when you're like standing beside it it's like it's like it's a lot bigger than i thought it was um mm -hmm. and um you know knowing your limits is an important thing um i think it's important to remember too that kayaking is not an individual sport it's a team sport you know, when we're out there, everybody's looking after one another. And so it's like, even if you're with somebody, you know, that is more skilled than you, there's a chance that they're going to need you at some point on the river. So I, I also think that that's a good thing to keep in mind, you know? Yeah. To be, a, to be a team player and, you know, always, always be aware of your surroundings because, like you, y'all both talked about the Okoe. The Okoe, I've seen like more kayak rescues on that river than like any other one, and I think that's because it's like it's right beside the road. It's like a good like first like next step up for a bunch of people. So they'll they'll bring their friends. They got their roll down and they come. But I've also seen like everybody help. If it's your first swim, I've seen like rafters pull kayakers in, and I've seen kayakers grab like rafters and lead them so it's it's really important to be like one community and, and be self-aware and um that it is it's a team not just not with just your group but like everybody else on the river i think that that's a responsibility that everyone should take is we're all trying to help everybody um do you guys do y'all have a cool what's your cool campfire story like you're around like a new group of people or somebody that you've never gone camping with or kayaking with and everybody else is telling their cool story what's y'all's cool story 
<laughs> and can you say it on the podcast? What's the cool story that you'll tell me on the podcast? I guess that's, that's, that's what I should say. Katie, <laughs> what cool stories do we have? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and that's a hard one to say in the moment, isn't it? Like, just to say... I haven't been around a campfire in a while. Is that it? We know. We were around campfires all the time. I don't know. I feel like when we're around campfires, we a lot of times we put on, you know, we put on some good tunes, some good music. Um, and then, you know, stories will just like... Laser lights. Oh, yeah. So our, our good friend, he kind of started this trend that we've <laughs> gone to the next level. Um <laughs> Whenever we go on river trips, he he brings everything down, including like a big battery, and then like you know those Christmas laser lights that like people put on there. Yeah, they like draw on the wall and stuff. Yeah. So he brings all of that stuff down the river, and so we'll be on like the Big South Fork with like a laser light show. So I think like. I think what we have is we don't necessarily have campfire stories, but we do provide a lot of entertainment around a lot campfire. Of stimulation and activities. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of activities. Um, we have puppet shows a lot around a campfire, you know. Um, well, you, you don't know. I mean, you're actually, I mean, that's a pretty good story right there is that, you know, on the South Fork that we have laser shows and puppet and puppet shows like that's that's yeah. a pretty good story right there Not bad. Yeah. we like costumes oh we love to dress up in costumes costumes are huge um, oh, like like we like theme themed river nights um now so. we all, are, are y'all talking about like if you got y'all planned like one like a multi-day out west or you just talking about like Every uh, weekend on the French Broad. Anything yeah, like every night yeah. on the French Broad. Probably, you, you should probably bring a costume to that. Um, <laughs> you know, even if, maybe even just a day trip. Maybe think about dressing up. Being festive. Um, yeah, we we like to have fun. We, we, really, we really like to have fun. Um, we like live music around a campfire. That's, mm -hmm. that's always the best. Um, Somebody can have that, you know, those colorful campfire when you throw, you can throw that, it's called colorful campfire. I, I've never, I've never <laughs> heard of that. Yeah. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> Other Amazon. We like to make cocktails around the campfire oh. as well. Good cocktails. And then well. just like good, uh, good food. We have a mm. good friend that always is bringing just really good food out on the river just like for an overnighter, even just when you get off, it, like somebody will just like bust out a grill or, or I haven't seen that at the pigeon where somebody just sets up a grill. Like you're just like going right by and, you know, and, and that's, what's nice about being friends with rubber, rubber pushers is like, they're always, they always have like a lot of stuff with them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And someone's like, Hey, can you hold this? And then we had strap, have to strap, strap it down to our raft. Yeah. Thanks. Um, what about um, y'all? We, we just talked a lot about being like aware and, and this team. Do y'all have any examples of like a river rescue where like someone worked as a team and it was a, like a good example to to talk about for people? 
I've never really done a lot of raft guiding or anything like that. I've always been like kayaker through, you know, through and through. But like occasionally I kind of like to maybe try, try, try it out, you know? Um, so we were on uh, the lower golly and I was like, MC, let me, let me get in and guide a little bit. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so I got behind there and I was probably like five minutes into it, five minutes of me guiding on the lower and I flipped the raft. <laughs> and so I don't know, like we all pop up and I was with, um, we were both with our boyfriends at the time who are actually not whitewater people you know we're the white water and I don't think either of them had been flipped before um (laughs) so we pop up and you know we just all grab onto the raft and you know we managed to like self-rescue but I ended up losing my paddle so my guiding days were over (laughs) after that Um, I think I think that, I mean, I think we just found your best campfire raft story. I do remember MC, you being stuck up against a rock on the Nola Chucky and everybody being on that rock. Uh, and I was just like in that Eddie in a kayak, just like waiting for something to happen. And you had, you had everybody on that rock, like. Like there was one swimmer, there was one swimmer, but everybody else was like safe on a rock with the raft just pinned on the rock. Yeah. And um, I remember just sitting in that eddy below there, just like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Just not knowing what to do. Like, this is not good. Um, And it was New Year's, it was New Year's Day last year Mm -hmm. on the Nolichucky. So it was cold and i don't think everybody was exactly dressed for the occasion but you got that raft off that rock by yourself got everybody back into the raft and we had a great day after that how'd you get the raft unpinned i just put i I wasn't sure if it was going to come off it was wrapped dead center around this rock in quarter mile it's the like longest rapid on the nola chucky and if anyone's listening that knows the Noah Chucky they don't know exactly the rock I'm talking about it's kind of like the crux move in the rapid and uh it was just pinned dead wrapped middle of the rock middle of the raft I was like I don't know if this raft is gonna come off and we just put some line I put I just tied two lines around like on the raft on the d-ring and we kind of used the rock as leverage kind of like wrap the the rope around the rock and just started kind of pulling and it just it's it popped. It just really came right off. <laughs> and I was worried it was going to knock some people off the rock because we were all like standing on it like real tight. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we got back in and paddled down and collected our friend that swam the whole. It rapid. was quite amazing because there were some people that that was like some people's first whitewater experience. But yeah, yeah, that, and like I don't think anybody knew just like how sticky of a situation that actually was. You know, they're just kind of like, oh, you know, we get on this rock and you push the raft off and you just jump back on. <laughs> you know, like, no big deal. I was, I was lucky to recognize it was happening before we were on the rock. And so I just told everyone, I was like, I just screamed at them, get on the rock. They <laughs> 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 all looked at me and I was like, get on the rock. <laughs> and uh, they did. It's a good one. But yeah. yeah. 
you uh you almost have some brave friends uh that you can convince them to go on their first whitewater experience on like new year's day uh yeah yeah that's that's fun Uh, yeah i guess the other god i could just I I could just go on and on about these rescue stories, actually, like if you get me started. Um, On the Grand Canyon, I flipped at the top of lava, like in my kayak, and like carping rolls the whole way down that rapid. And I think I got to the bottom and like I carped another roll and I saw my friend right there. And I just like threw my paddle and threw my arms up and he T-rescued me right below lava. So, I mean, there's like another good example of like just somebody watching and just being on it, you know, and there was like no swimming that happened there. Yeah. And lava's, I mean, lava's kind of a crazy one just in, uh, general so that's that's good that your friend just was right there on top of it yeah um or do you have any other ones it looks like you like might have another one oh i had a i myself swam all of triple drop on the russell fork a few years back holding on to um the back of uh my boyfriend at the time's kayak who pulled me through each drop <laughs> hole <laughs> um and there were people on the bank watching and no no one had a rope and that was not a good feeling um so these days I'm kind of like is this a rapid where I'm gonna want someone with a rope <laughs> um and and if it is I ask I'm like hey let's you mind going and send up a rope? <laughs> um, that's gonna make me feel better. <laughs> that was time for me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good habit to get into. Is like if you get out of your kayak, take your rope with you, because that's where your rope is needed. It's actually, you know, it's not needed when you're in your boat. It's needed when you're out of your boat. Yeah, that's. I've come like around humongous at the Oko- on the upper Okoe with like a group that I wasn't sure if we were going to make it through or not. And there's usually 15 people with ropes there <laughs> and there was nobody. And there was two guys, there was two guys and one of them got it on video and the other one was laughing on the video and then the Ranger and we flipped and like the group, uh, we, probably probably weren't ready to do that but uh we all <laughs> there's the i was like we came around the corner and i was just like of course there's the the day that we're gonna run this there's not one person there to like that's ready to help when like usually if you're there you see like like uh, like three ropes rope. for every swimmer i feel like spider-man <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like ropes <laughs> everywhere and but no, no no ropes this time um um so that's uh the that's a good thing to think think about is 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 there actually safety set up before you go run a a rapid that's kind of like pushing the limits yeah and it's okay to ask your friend especially if they're pretty confident on the run hey can you go there and grab your rope and and wait for me thanks (laughs) yeah fine i think communication i think communication in that position and that uh spot is is a great uh a, a great thing to have um 
Okay, Wacko. How did we kind of we kind of touched on it? It started as a Facebook group. Um, how many you know? How many people were there at the beginning? How many people are there now? What what's uh, what's some cool stuff y'all have planned for this uh, upcoming year? Katie, you want to go for it? Yeah. So I think like Wacko was a thing before there ever was a name or a face or even Facebook. (laughs) You know, know, there's always been kayakers in Asheville passing the torch. Um, And so like first, second, third generation kayakers, we're seeing that now in Asheville. Um, So it's pretty neat. So I think what happened with Wacko was again, it was just a group of friends and we just finally put a name to it. Um, and we came up with the idea of wacko because you'd hear like people say, oh, all those wackos up in Asheville, you know? So that's how we came up with West Asheville Canoe and Kayaking Organization. Um, so we, we've been, we were talking about it probably for a year before we even made the Facebook group. Um, so we were already like a, a big group of friends they would go out on the river on the weekends and, you know, just hang out together and have a good time. And we made this Facebook group and people were stoked. And I I think like another reason why it was awesome is because like, you never want to leave anybody out, you know? And that was happening. It was like, people were like, oh man, I wish I would have known about that. And you're like, man, I wish you would have known about it too. I would have like loved to have you out there. So that's how it started. Um, And we kind of like, it was just kind of our current community that we were, that that the group consisted of. Uh, But then when the pandemic hit, you know, it just, the pandemic is obviously bad for everybody, but for kayakers, like, I just remember like, there being a lot of controversy around like, shuttling together, you know, like, no, you don't want to, you don't want to get in a car with them. You don't want to shuttle with anybody. So that kind of stopped Wacko a little bit and slowed us down because like, we can't plan these group events anymore. Um, so that's when, and another thing is like AW's fundraisers, they slowed down as well. So that's when we really thought about like, okay, we want to not just like party with our friends, but we want to start giving back to the community. So we started doing fundraisers for AW um, and now we're doing NPFF and we're going to have some river cleanups coming up here soon. Uh, and then I think, you know, we're, we're going to start planning stuff like some weekly after work paddles. And then we're going to be doing like some monthly paddles as well. So that's kind of what has happened with wacko so far but we did put on some like really awesome events before the pandemic um we go out on the nolichucky every year and we call it the nolichucky icebreaker um and that was always fun then we would have like some big thing at the akoe we called it the wakoe uh and then (laughs) we'd always have something at the golly every year which was so fun um so, MC, do you want to add anything to that? No, I think you, you nailed it. I think big things to come and uh, g- giving back is 
more of, um, we're going to do more of that. <laughs> um, and not just to American Whitewater, but on a more local level, local organizations and river cleanups will be on our, on our schedule too, which I'm excited about. Yeah, so our group is more is moving towards instead of just sustaining the current community, which is what it has been, to building more community, and then also giving back. So it's just it's just based on it's a social organization, you know, building community, sustaining community, and giving back. I was I was also kind of shocked that like Asheville does, didn't have like a kayak club like already um and because like atlanta's kayak club is is from the like 60s um which i guess was because everybody would go down the chattahoochee which there's nothing it's flat it's all the way down and then but they like started making groups that would go then hate like i, I guess because they had to travel to go instead of just like hey you know asking your buddy to go meet up that they that kind of forced Atlanta to to come up with clubs so that you could find people to go with that were willing to drive the three hours through the Ocoee or Nantahala. Whereas like Asheville, I guess you're just kind of like, you just call your buddy, your, your three buddies and like, Hey, let's go kayaking. I guess that's, uh, I was kind of shocked that there wasn't already like an Asheville kayak club. Um, that you and got. I want to be, I want to be fair on this. There isn't anything that, we were aware of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like so there might have been something. So I don't want to like claim that we were the first. Cause I, um when we started the group, there was actually several people that reached out that was like, we had something like this, you know, 10 years ago, but it just kind of faded out. Yeah. So again, I don't think it was like something that we necessarily like started. I just don't think it was anything official, you yeah. know, there wasn't like any advertising going on or anything like that. Well, it's, it's official now. You all have, you have an Instagram page, so. Yeah, now but, we, got, <laughs> <laughs> we actually just got that Instagram page um, when we decided to do NPFF or like host NPFF at our, and I, I just want to be clear, like what NPFF is, it's the National Paddling Film Festival. Um, and it's held up in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm not sure if we said that already or not. That was going to be my next like question okay. for you to uh, yeah. clarify what that was. Um, so what's what are y'all doing with it in Nashville? So um, and a MC could talk about this more as far as like the BWA um, because they're a kayak club up in Kentucky. Uh, MC, do you want to talk about who they are? Because it starts with them really. Right. Well, the National Paddling Film Festival is just, is a, it's a um, festival that's run by, it's really was started by a family in Lexington, um, the Grimes family, and they're pretty legendary. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. And they host it every year at the Buffalo Trace Distillery in um, Frankfurt, but this year I think it's in Lexington. So it's usually between Lexington and Frankfurt. And it's, uh, a time for people to submit their films from the past year uh, of whitewater. And this is not only whitewater, but flat water people. You get some kind of more artsy still images um, submitted as well. And it's 
it's a competition. Um, you know, people vote and there's winners, <laughs> which is exciting. And they have a guest speaker this year. Todd Wells is the guest speaker. And they've had folks um, like Emily Jackson, Dane Jackson, uh, Ben Marr, they, Noria Newman, um, all the big names in Whitewater have been through the NPFF host gig, I think, um, which is pretty cool. They can get these folks to come to Kentucky and uh, speak to us and then hang out and party after uh, is uh, what ends up happening. Um, and this year we're getting to kind of spread the word about NPFF. If folks aren't really into driving to Kentucky, um, they can come to Asheville and watch a live stream of the whole event uh, here in Asheville. So, um, and that's what Katie has been working on organizing uh, this past few weeks and we're excited to to host and we hope folks might even want to come up from Atlanta and Georgia to come hang out and watch some films and meet us and see how to get into the Asheville boating scene because we're not that far yeah it doesn't it, it, it is doesn't... a nonprofit, so I, you know to add that um so you know NPFF donates all that money to um, local organizations. And, you know, I think like a big chunk of it also goes towards AW, American Whitewater. Um, but it is a virtual event too. So if you want to have, if you want to watch some of those films down in Atlanta, you don't want to drive, you can buy a link and, um, you know, watch it down there. Um, oh, so that's, that's pretty cool. So we got... The reason why we got involved is we were on the river with Emily Grimes and, you know, we were doing a camp out and she's like, will you buy our link? You know, could Wacko like do something? I'm like, and at first it was, at first we thought like, yeah, we can, we can have a little get together, you know, a little something, something, <laughs> you know, and then it kind of turned into this bigger thing where the Wedge Foundation in downtown Asheville agreed to host us um so that's pretty cool what uh what date is that february 19th february 19th mm -hmm. but you can buy a virtual link up to two weeks in advance and you can see the um films two week in advance if you buy that virtual link cool yeah i might need to check with my girlfriend but uh it doesn't take a whole lot to like go to Asheville it's not like uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool um it's a pretty cool town with you know all those breweries and all that nature and the Blue Ridge Parkway and everything um which segues me to my next question it's about Asheville I tell you y'all I'm going to Asheville for, for my first time where do y'all tell me that I need to go and why is it the pinball museum <laughs> I've actually never been to the pinball museum. <laughs> okay, so we we can probably go. <laughs> we were uh, this was like two years ago, and we were gonna go, and we were in Asheville for the like Thursday night Green River Race uh, party, and then Friday we were gonna hang out in Asheville and then go down and set up, and we went to the pinball museum, and I could not get my girlfriend out of there. Uh, <laughs> 
like and she didn't want to i don't think she wanted to go at first um and like we were we had to set up camp and camp in the dark down at the green river race because <laughs> because uh, she was like th- we were there for like four hours it was like <laughs> um it's a lot more fun than i i anticipate too it's just like you're just playing old video games and pinball and it's just like it's a lot of fun but where would y'all suggest that someone um is going to nashville for the first time should go I would say to make sure um, you do get up on the parkway, catch sunset, and if you're in the right season, get up to Craggy Gardens um, on the parkway and at least hike up to the overlook there because it's, it's beautiful. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do on a kind of a weeknight to drive up there. Um, otherwise, I mean, you can't really go wrong with any of the breweries in town if you're a beer drinker. Um, food, the food scenes, I mean, everywhere there's good food, like everywhere. <laughs> um, I mean, Katie, what, what do you tell folks? Well, it depends what they want to do, you know? So like, are you coming up with bikes? You know, if you're coming up with bikes, then you got to get out in Pisgah or DuPont mm-hmm. or, you know, those areas. Are you coming up with kayaks? You know, if you're coming up with kayaks, what type of boating do you like to do? Um, so we can recommend like a lot of good rivers within 45 minutes of Asheville. I mean, if you're a beginner boater, north of us, you got, uh, you got, um, French broad section nine, you got the Nolichucky, you got the pigeon. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Asheville's a really fun place to just go explore, you know, especially if you're, if you're into music check Mm -hmm. out the great eagle check out the salvage station check out like if any bands are playing in the area that you are really into um so you know there's and there's like a lot of cool like little shops in the area too that that just do really neat little things like we have our friend she has a tie-dye shop where she has like tie-dye classes um so you know just really really awesome there's a lot of small business owners in the area just really doing some cool things so um yeah yeah it's i i I feel like there's just like from my a couple times nashville there's just like a, a bunch of different places that you need to just like park your car and then just like get out and like walk around like the art art district and river arts mm-hmm. yeah the river arts and then like then the place where there's like all the like if you if you're standing in a certain street there's like seven breweries that are like right you can like see all of them around you uh, mm-hmm. that's uh one of somebody who listened to the podcast last season um asked uh when i'm asking just when i'm talking to people all over the country to ask what they like to do in their kind of hometown because it goes back to the same thing, you know, you get off the river and you're in a town that you've never been at. And maybe you do actually get an Airbnb in town because it's your, oh, we're, we're going to stay in, in Asheville instead of camp because Asheville is a cool town. And we've never been there. And so they were wondering, you know, that was something they, they, they wanted me to ask was, uh, is what to do when you're off the river. Um, so I know Asheville's a hard one because y'all have a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> there. It's a really cool town. 
you can't go wrong in West Asheville though. That's no. you get off the river, you, you're guaranteed to find a good time in West Asheville. Oh, it's just so fun. Just like, I don't know, just going out and having a drink is so fun. We were out at a bar the other day and just like this dog came up and jumped on the bar stool and like the bartender just immediately served the dog a drink. And, you know, he's just like sitting there drinking <laughs> at the bar. <laughs> that's that sounds like something i would you'd see in Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all friendly you can bring the dogs to breweries it's nice yeah so bring your dogs with you to Asheville. yeah your dogs are welcome in Asheville. <laughs> um uh do y'all have anything else you want to add uh about wacko about paddling about Asheville? no just find us on the social media accounts wacko official on instagram and wacko kayaks on facebook yep it's wck w-a-c-k-o-f-f dot i-c-i-e-l is that is that is that the that's all they had that's the only name they had available uh, is that is that the uh, way to, to get involved and uh involved that's got to be right yes that's where you guys post everything yeah i mean the best way to get involved is to first join our facebook group or follow us on instagram so you know what's going on um and then the next way you can get involved is just by showing up i mean and that's how you get involved with anything. And it's it's scary to show up sometimes, especially if you're new in a community, you don't know anybody. Um, but I mean, we're really trying to be inclusive and open to everybody. And so like, please, even if you're by yourself, show up, come say hi, you know, we would love to have you. Awesome. Well, I really enjoyed uh, talking about whitewater with y'all and rivers and i really appreciate y'all taking the time to come on uh i will have the links to all of their social media in the uh show notes and until next time i hope everybody remembers to tip their guide and i'll see you downstream